Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Okay. You can breathe easy. In fact, I should probably just start again and just say, okay, no, I didn't like the way that sounded. Let's let's start. Let's say, breathe easier. No. Um, if you've been losing sleep over Mike Richards as the executive producer of Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune, since he got the axe as the host, but was still hanging on by his fingernails to be executive producer, uh, he's out. Have a nice day. Take care. Oh, yes, you can breathe easy and sleep better. I know. I know. Staff members were notified through an email that from the executive vice president of business and strategy at Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune, we had hoped that when Mike stepped down from the host position at Jeopardy, it would have minimized the disruption and internal difficulties we've all experienced these last few weeks. Clearly, that has not happened. <laughs> Between the lines, hey Mike, get the f- out. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. And I don't want to hear that he was always because he rigged the system for himself to get the job. No, it wasn't. He wasn't the only one that decided it. And I realize, believe me, I realize that in this business and many businesses across the country, when they post a job opening, you know, host needed. Or or we knew, I mean, we knew they were going to be looking for a new host on Jeopardy, didn't we? Um, you already have a person in mind for that position. So the posting is just a formality. Yes, we're looking for a host. It's yours, Mike. Don't worry about it. So maybe Mike was saying... Host needed. I'm just going to give it to myself, but we've got to go through this formality. It was a long formality. I mean, they had all, they brought in all these people. He covered his tracks. He tried to cover his tracks good. You know what? Now I'm starting to believe that it was his fault. He covered his tracks good by bringing in all these co-hosts to make it look like he was actually serious when all along, no, 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 no. I bet you that now the investigation is final. That's why they finally gave him the axe. There's got to be some kind of email chain where he was saying, yeah, don't worry about it. We're going to bring in about 10 or 12 hosts, co-hosts, but just get rid of them. No matter what the ratings are, no matter what people think, it's me. That's what it is. I am so glad that that bastard is gone. I can't tell you. I am sleeping better now. I am. All right, let's. <laughs> Can we actually talk about something kind of serious? I know, I know, it's chewing the fat. But I was. Well, I was watching some of the footage from Louisiana. And, you know, it's now a tropical depression, Ida. Um, hit Louisiana as a category four. I mean, winds 150 miles an hour. At least four deaths have been blamed on the storm. I'm surprised that 
it's only four deaths. Maybe we'll get a lot more uh, as we start going through the the debris and the rubble and the storm damage. Uh, I mean, one of those people presumed dead, uh, and I don't know if it's added to the count or not, was the guy who was supposedly eaten by the gator. Right, he got he went back upstairs. There was a gator in the water, and then they came back for him, and he was gone. So, I mean, he still. I doubt if the gator put him on a dead roll that he's alive still, but he still may not be totally eaten from the gator. But that could happen even more in that area. But I mean, a million homes and businesses without power uh, could be weeks before the power is back on. It crushed the transmission system that provides most of the energy along the coast. The uh, Entergy, the New Orleans-based energy utility, said as of Monday, 2,000 miles of its transmission lines were out of service. And the Department of Energy said it could take up to three days just to fully assess the damage and even begin to repair them. I mean, they're just they're, right, they're still just standing around going, holy cow. Well, this thing did some damage. How about hook up the lines? Do something. So uh, we have uh, without we have homes without powers, businesses without power, hospital without powers. Uh, Mississippi and Southern Louisiana don't have safe drinking water. You know, food going bad. Air con- no air conditioning, and it's still only well, it was going to be a hundred here in DFW today. First day of September, for those of you listening live. And so it's it's almost fall, right? When is the official due date of fall? I think it's uh, sometime this month, right? Later on this month, the 20th or the 21st, somewhere in there. Somewhere in the 20s, it's supposed to be fall, okay, of this month. So we're still a few days away from actual fall weather, as you can tell, since it's going to be in the hundreds. And wow, is that going to be bad. I mean, you don't, you're... You don't have windows and screens in your home, and if you have a home, and it's still going to be cranking out heat-wise. Just horrible. Uh, I know uh, Governor Edwards told residents who evacuated before the storm, yeah, go ahead and just stay where you're at. Um, we really can't handle you right now, so you go ahead and just stay where you're at. Tulane began evacuating students to Houston. Okay. Okay, I mean, the storm's over. I'm not sure if you were fine now. Why not just stay? Anyway, uh, and uh, in Grand Isle, Louisiana, which uh, I know that they love considering themselves the remote oasis. Uh, it's that barrier island in the Gulf of Mexico. It is uninhabitable. I mean, there's just everything is just covered in sand. It's over. I mean, how do, I don't know. Do we let them move back in? Or do we say, hmm. You had a home on there. Here's your money. Uh, you can't rebuild. No, we're not rebuilding. Or if you do rebuild, oof, we are not going to insure you. You will build at your own risk. I mean, I, I don't know what you do in that situation. Of course, they're going to say now. Of course, we're going to rebuild. I mean, the parish president or whatever for Grand Isle isn't going to say, Nope, that's it for me. We're wrapped up. Have a nice day. Good luck. God bless. That's not going to happen. I know. But no power, no water, no gasoline. Holy cow. Uh, They definitely need thoughts and prayers and definitely need uh, your help. If you 
can't be there or get down there to help, you can donate to Mercury One. You can. I mean, I know they have uh, all the stories mention uh, All Hands and Hearts, and there's local charities called uh, Another Golf is Possible and Feed the Second Line. But uh, if you're not sure about any of those, you can always count on MercuryOne.org to uh, be there and help, and we'll definitely be there. Just horrible. I saw where uh, I had the story about the guy that confronted the MSNBC morning show reporter. He was down there pre-storm in Gulfport, Mississippi. And you see it behind him where uh, he's doing this live shot. And they're just, they throw it to him. Hi, Erica Brewster. How are you doing out there? Oh, you can see the wind is picking up and he's doing his usual normal morning weather live shot, you know, pre-storm. And then you see behind him, this truck stops. There's a white pickup truck stops and a guy gets out and starts running toward him. And I said, holy cow. Now the cameraman obviously sees it in the cameraman. I don't know if the cameraman holds up a sign like, hey, uh, look him up behind you. But the guy runs up to the cameraman and starts hollering at the cameraman. Amazingly, he didn't run right up to the reporter. And you can hear him. So the reporter kind of moves off to the right a little bit just to kind of get out of the way. And he's still trying to hang on to his report. And uh, then the guy starts hollering at him, coming toward him. And that's when Brewster said, uh, oh, uh, back to you. Uh, throw it back to New York. Have a nice day. And New York is like, hey, 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 a lot of crazies out there. What's going on? You think the guy is all wound up. Well, apparently uh, he was a crazy. Um, he is a 54-year-old who once pleaded guilty to vandalism, inducing panic, and attempted assault from Ohio. On probation. What are you doing down there? He said, that's what he's mad about. He's on probation in Louisiana hiding out, and now he's got to be thrown out into the open with a storm. I mean, he had to stop and holler at a network television reporter, right? I mean, he had to. And he's screaming, get your reports right. Dude, maybe you ought to just stay in hiding, okay? Just take it easy, all right? So next time you want to holler, I, I next time you want to holler at a TV reporter, you don't have to. It's just a, that's a chewing the fat rule of thumb, too. Remember that. When you see a microphone and a camera in front of you, you don't have to speak or talk. I know. And if you see a reporter outside somewhere doing a report, you could just drive by. <laughs> I know. You don't have to just stop and start hollering at them. Weird. I know. But it's true. Then we have... If that wasn't enough uh, going on, we have thousands of people uh, being evacuated from Northern California as the Calder fire continues to burn. Uh, fire has been raging since the 14th of August, has spread because of the high winds and dry conditions. It's burned over 191,000 acres. Wow, that's just this one Calder fire. It's uh, only 16% contained forcing California and Nevada's governors to declare states of emergency. Plus, the USDA Forest Service is closing all national forests through the middle of this month. Although they're closing it uh, almost to the beginning of fall. So I guess it'll be all wrapped up by then. And uh, I know that, uh, I know that, uh, I just want to remind you that, uh, sure, sure, it only looks like the world is on fire. You have actual wildfires in Turkey, Greece, and North Africa. And then you've got other countries that, you know, stuff's going on in. 
I don't know which one comes to mind first. Off the top of my head, I'd say Afghanistan. But the good thing is the United Nations and the and the U.S. Health and Human Services have decided to set up an office to address climate change and health equity. So we're good. So if you plan on doing any business with Nike, any of the corporate uh, muckety-mucks, the, uh, you might want to get it done this week because they're going to be closed next week. They are shutting down the corporate offices next week because the employees at the corporate offices need to prioritize mental health. Now, sure, we still want to get work done, but we support our people, and it's the right thing to do. The company said that the time off is intended for employees to refresh and recharge during the ongoing pandemic. Now, you say to yourself, really? What if I wanted to buy Nike shoes at the Nike corporate stores? Now they're still open. They don't give a crap about you and your salespeople at the store level. (laughs) And you could probably still call their toll-free numbers and get people who answer in... uh, Panama that work for the toll-free number of Nike, but uh, the corporate offices are going to be closed. So that's good. They're going to get that paid week week off. But uh, you people that, you low-life people that work at the stores, yeah. I mean, we appreciate your mental health issues too, but you are most definitely not as important as we are, okay? So get that through your little worker mind, okay? <laughs> We're going to take a week off. We're shutting it down. I don't want to read emails. I don't want to take phone calls. I don't, want any, I don't even want you to text me and say, hey, how you doing? No. That means I have to start thinking about work. I want to completely shut down so I can recharge. Okay? And if you are working at the store, make sure you continue to sell the shoes so that the company can still continue to pay for me to take time off. Okay? Okay, thank you. Take care. I mean, we might as well go to the break room. I need a little mental health break myself, and I need a refreshment break with a nice ice-cold antique Coca-Cola Zero Black Can. So those of you that follow Shayna Chapel on Instagram know that she has her account reinstated because Instagram pulled her account and then they said, ooh, hey, no, that's an error. Whoa, man, uh, we are sorry. We really didn't mean to do that. It's a huge mistake. You're a grieving mother, and we express our deepest uh, condolences and to Miss Chapel and her family. Her tribute to her heroic son does not violate any of our policies. Oh, okay, well, that's, that's nice. Yeah, she's the one that went off on Joe at from being at uh, Dover when the fallen heroes were coming home. And she went off saying, you know, calling uh, Biden's negligent, ignorant, 
traitor. That's a few of the words she used. And, um, you know, she was upset because uh, she was talking to him and he was went off on his little story about Bo. And uh, he's looking at his watch. We've seen all those pictures. Now, I'm not giving the president the benefit of the doubt. Well, I kind of am. A little bit. A little bit. The guy is horrible. We know that. And he is there because he has to be. I guess it was worse if he didn't go. A lot of the parents uh, and family members said they didn't want him there. So I guess he chose to go there when the bodies were coming home because he had to. But to give him a little bit of break about looking at his watch during that time, he was looking at his watch because he's got a hurricane bearing down on Louisiana and he's and he's got to go over to FEMA, right? Because remember the audio of him uh, saying, I'm not going to talk about Afghanistan today and walked away from the reporter that was at FEMA. And that was immediately following this because he said he started off that little chat to the press. Well, uh, Jill and I just got back from Dover and uh, our condolences. And he started that off that way. Now, uh, he's just terrible and he doesn't care about these soldiers at all if he cared about them at all they most likely wouldn't be dead <laughs> it's just a thought <laughs> so he's there and he's like you know it's not Bo. and when somebody talks to me he's trying to connect with them instead of just shut up just let these people grieve and tell you their stories and give them a hug and move the hell away you freaking and i almost said something bad so we'll just go ahead and move on. Okay? Yeah, we'll just let that one go. Anyway, good for her. She's got her Instagram account back up because <laughs> it was an error. Um, my account didn't go away yet. So you can follow me at Jeff Fisher Radio. Uh, Facebook, Jeff Fisher Radio as well. And Twitter at Jeffy JFR. I'm still on my Instagram account. And this is still something I'm striving for. But I'm just, just underneath. What's her face? You know, Angelina Jolie, just underneath her uh, as far as, you know, followers. So you can maybe, you know, help me out and get me a little bit closer to Angelina. Angelina's, I think, what she, she's got a uh, little over 10 million. So slowing down a little bit. Ooh, man, she needs to post a little bit more. Has she posted anything else than the other? She's got three posts now. She's following three. She's got three posts. She has 10.1 million followers. Who's, is she still following? Yeah, the same three. That's right. The NAACP, Doctors Without Borders, and the UN Refugees account. That's by the people that she's in charge of, right? She's the big spokesperson for the UN Refugees. So she doesn't just she's slowing down. Okay, she's got just a little over ten point one million followers. So you can follow me and get me a little bit closer to that because I'm just about there. Yeah, so close. So did you see the video of the lady that ends up smoking on a spirit airline and people are all wound up and I can't, excuse me, you can't smoke cigarettes right now. Excuse me. So this lady's on a spirit airline and she flies <laughs> into Florida. All right. She flies into Fort Lauderdale on spirit. And, uh, so they're taxiing into the, they're already, they've already landed. And she pulls down her mask and fires up a butt. I love this lady. Because, you know, you could actually smoke on a plane. If you go in the bathroom, you just can't. 
you can't uh, you can't tear apart the smoke alarm. If you take if you tear tear apart the smoke alarm, now you're in trouble. But if you go in the bathroom and smoke, and the f- smoke alarm goes off, you're you're fine. Oh yeah, the smoke alarm's going off, and you got you can get yourself a couple of quick hits and just flush it down the toilet. You're good. I mean, you maybe get a fine, maybe. Maybe they escort you off the plane when you land, like they did this lady. So they video her taper. She's it's awesome. She's got her mask down and she's she's smoking. And uh, <laughs> the according to the story, the nicotine addict nonchalantly replied, it's "Been a long day. <laughs> that is awesome." Uh, I want to be on the plane with her. I do. I stick up for her. No, I didn't see anybody smoking. I didn't smell it anyway. So this inconsiderate nicotine addict uh, blew smoke reportedly in an asthmatic passenger's face. Shut up. Come on. This lady ate a peanut and breathed towards someone who was allergic to peanuts. Come on. So apparently they were trying to get her to put it out. Excuse me. Excuse me. There's no smoking. Yeah, I know. It's been a long day. Leave me alone. I've been waiting to get to Florida. I'm here. I need a cigarette. And desperately. And then they say she had a, what was the drink? She had a, a double cranberry vodka, reportedly. I guess as they're, as they're escorting her off the plane, she had a double cranberry vodka too. She had a double cranberry vodka too. I mean, shut up. So they noticed the smoke. The flight attendants noticed the odor. And the other guests, of course, were, that's her, that's her. And so uh, she put her cigarette out in, out in the drink. <laughs> and they get up to the gate and in come the authorities they called the authorities bastard spirit airlines so they call the the authority the broward sheriff's office airport district show up and they escort her off they don't handcuff her they even say in the video hey you got your luggage where you got something later they haul her off i mean she's not rowdy she's not disrespectful she just she is disrespectful. She's a nicotine addict that couldn't wait. So they escorted her off. They escorted her off the plane, and you'd think I don't know what the fine is. I don't know what any of that is. But she complied with being escorted off the plane. I mean, they were at the gate. She wanted everybody else wanted to get off too. If I'm on that plane, I'm like, hey, um, how about you let me off? Uh, we're at the gate. I didn't smoke. Uh, I didn't drink. Uh, you can do whatever you want with her. How about you let me off? Okay. But no, they ask, they got to wait to escort her off. And she complied because she wanted to get off the plane. And so they say in the story, no arrests were made. Uh, what the hell happened? Nothing. They, she got off the plane first. I mean, that's what you got to do. That was a smart move. She, uh, we're on the tarmac. They're taxiing up. How do I get off this plane? Fire up a butt. <sighs> and you get escorted off first. You don't even get arrested. That's awesome. And I don't know what the fine is. That's interesting. We have to see what the, see if you can see what the, what they report, what the FAA or, uh, what they, what they say the fine is for smoking on a plane. 
And she probably gets banned from, oh, no, she won't be able to fly Spirit Airlines anymore, or at least for a year or whatever. But I bet the fine is what? A couple thousand bucks, maybe. Two to four thousand. Yeah, okay. That's an expensive cigarette, though, bro. <laughs> That's an expensive cigarette. Plus, you're not, you know, if she's flying Spirit, she probably doesn't have the two to four thousand. And so that's going to hurt. And was it worth it? It was a long day. It was a long day, and she got off the plane first. Amen. So it looks like Zoom is in trouble. Right? The pandemic's over, so now they're in trouble. According to this, Zoom's plunging sales growth is the latest sign that the pandemic winners are hitting a wall. In an earnings call earlier this week, Zoom said revenue grew 54% to hit a billion dollars in quarter two. And that still sucks, okay? Are you kidding me? So they grew 54%. It hit a billion dollars, and they're struggling. The pandemic's over. Done. Because the company actually reported uh, 191% growth in quarter one. (laughs) And uh, the quarter before that, 369% growth. So it's gone down a little. All right. It's still there. You make a... Life is getting pretty tough when you make a billion dollars and, yeah, no, where it's over. It's over. I mean, stock prices fell. Everything, it's over. You only made a billion. Yeah. I mean, companies do that all the time. They throw out there, oh, we're going to project uh, $8 trillion, and then they make $6 trillion. It's over. Well, you made $6 trillion. Yeah, but we, project, we, we projected 8 and now we just we suck. That's incredible. That's just amazing. So anyway, Zoom is over. They're done. Shut it down. Stop your Zoom accounts. I know you still use it, but don't. Because they're over. It's over. It's no, they're not even... I'm surprised. The app probably doesn't even show up on your computer anymore. That's how over they are. Google is now saying, uh, not so fast coming back to the office. No. We, uh, we like you. But uh, how about you wait until January? I know we told you to come back a little bit earlier, but no. Uh, things are starting to look good. <coughs> Delta, <coughs> Delta, Delta variant. And uh, how you just stay there? Uh, we're good. We're good with you staying home, okay? We'll see you in January, and we'll let you know. We'll let you know about that, okay? <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I know, I know. And today is the day, if you're listening live, we talked about it earlier, September 1st, 2021. uh, China has now issued a strict new measure aimed at curbing what they describe as youth video game addiction. New rules are banning minors, not those kind of minors, from playing video games entirely between Monday and Thursday. Between Monday and Thursday, no video games. You can only play games between 8 and 9 p.m. on Fridays and weekends and on public holidays. One hour a day. 
on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and a public holiday. Because we do have a public holiday, at least here in America, coming up soon. I don't know when the next Winnie the Pooh holiday is in China, but I'm sure there's some coming up. Now, you say to yourself, my gosh, they're really locking down. Yeah, because yesterday, yesterday there was too much freedom in China. That's why they had to lock it down. Because yesterday they allowed minors not those kind, to play games for an hour and a half per day, three hours on public holidays. How could you even survive? I mean, it was like it was like a madhouse. It was wild. Children were running around crazy playing video games for an hour and a half a day and three hours on weekends and public holidays. No more. No more, you little Chinese miners. No more. Got that? Not those kind of miners. No more. You're only going to play an hour a day on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And whatever you, we have a public holiday when you're out celebrating Winnie the Pooh. You can play an hour on that day too. 8 to 9 p.m. as well. Not during the day and not later on 8 p.m. to 9 p.m. I mean, it's, they're not far from just uh, shooting you in the head. Oh, you were playing video games? Oh, yeah. Ooh, he was playing at 9.05 p.m. We can't have that. In fact, we may let that. We may let you live at the 9.05 if they bust you just stop. Yeah, uh, if we catch you one more time. Oh, whoa, whoa. We don't need to waste bullets, man. They cost money. You get one shot to the head. That's it, man. What do you think this is? This is not capitalism. We're not a capitalist country. We're not wasting things here. One bullet. Thank you. Bullet to the back of the head. That's it. All right. So are they uh, have uh, they're going to give you they're going to let you live maybe at the nine oh five mark. But if you're found out after a couple of hours, like it's ten p.m. and you're playing a video game, hello, <laughs> have a nice day. <laughs> but my son, yeah, he should not have been playing video games. It's ten p.m. at night. Oh my gosh. It's actually like a Tuesday or something. <laughs> they may do the whole family then. They may waste bullets on the whole family. If you let your kid, your minor, not that kind, uh, play video games on a day that where it's banned, the whole family goes. I mean, you are. Oh, the dog, whatever, who's ever there, man, the cat, whatever kind of lizard you got crawling around the house, they're all dead, man. It's over. So apparently, uh, when we know, we've talked a little bit about how Chinese authorities in recent months have targeted the e-commerce and online education, and they have implemented new regulations to curb anti-competitive behavior after years of rapid growth in the technology sector. Yeah, we don't like that anti-competitive behavior. And the gaming restrictions are part of their crackdown on technology companies because, you know, those technology firms, <laughs> they uh, they provide ubiquitous messaging payments and gaming services, and they have an outsized influence on society. We don't want any of that. And last month, authorities banned companies that provide tutoring in core school subjects from making a profit. So we don't want you doing any tutoring because... What's happening is is that you're teaching our kids stuff that we don't like you teaching them. So you can't make, just stop making money. No way for you to make money. Why make the product? Otherwise, uh, we're going to stop in and take a look at your company and perhaps maybe uh, 
Oh, yeah, shoot, man, what happened? Oh, no. Because nobody knows who they are, right? You know who Jack Ma is, right? Now, he just disappeared. He was just gone. And I was really surprised that he showed up again. I thought for sure he was just going to be gone. What happened? Yeah. What happened to Jack Ma? Gone. Just gone. We don't know what happened to Jack. Oh. Was that Jack? No, no, we don't know what happened to him. But he showed up again. But he was singing a different tune, man. He was singing a different tune when he came. So life is okay for Jack now because he's still, you know, he's still Mr. Rich Guy. But uh, there's no more uh, outsized influence on society from dear Jack. No, no. Ching uh, Ping, whatever his name is, Winnie the Pooh, shut that down hard. So times are looking good in China, man. Times are looking good. And if you're in Taiwan and Hong Kong, (laughs) thumbs up to you. (laughs) Times are even going to get better and better for you. You can count on that. So hearing those gunshots uh, made me think about the Dallas Police Department. We talked, uh, I don't know, last week or the week before how they uh, lost a bunch of data on cases and they had to release one one attempted murder crime suspect was just let go. Got the information on the trial? No. That's gone. Oh, oh, okay. Have a nice day. No, we have it. Oh, too late. So apparently they're moving information from one server to another server, and the IT guy was on a Spirit Airline smoking a cigarette, didn't know what he was doing, and messed up, and just, oh, man, did I hit the wrong, did I hit the delete button? Oh, shoot. Man, I'm sorry. So they've lost more data now. Incredible. And look, it's just archival information, that's all. Don't, it could, doesn't mean anything. It's just, you know, missing, gone. What is happening in Dallas, man? Speaking of Dallas, what's going on with Colonel Allen West? Why have we not heard anything about him and his wife and the arrest there? Has the mayor and the chief of police bent the knee to Allen West? gone to his home and apologized yet has that happened because i haven't seen any video of it i haven't seen any reports of it is she still facing charges because if she is that's a that's a crime in and of itself but maybe the information got lost maybe it got lost maybe we don't know where it is maybe the dallas the police department being these well some would say incompetent but not me not me because I mean, I live here in DFW, and so <laughs> I'm not, no way am I calling the police department incompetent. But I've heard others call them that. And, I mean, maybe maybe the information is just missing and we let her go. But how come we don't have an update on Alan West? Get him on the phone. Just call, just call him. Just call him and say, hey, Colonel West, let's chew in the fat. We want to talk to you. He'll, he'll jump on in a heartbeat. I'll tell you what, I'll talk about COVID for just a little bit. And you reach out to Alan, and you just tell him that it's chewing the fat, and we want to talk to him about about how he hasn't gotten the mayor or the police chief to come and bend the knee to his house yet. That'll go over good. It'll go over great. He'll love it. He'll jump right on the phone, and he'll want to talk about it for sure. So yesterday, 
You go ahead and do that. Uh, yesterday, I'll, I'll do this. The uh, European Union yesterday announced that 70% of adults in its 27 member countries have been fully vaxxed against COVID-19. Pretty, pretty, I mean, that's, that's a good number. Remember, we did the story on Australia where they're going to take all their lockdowns and circuit breaker lockdowns off the chart. Well, not right now. We're going to do it, you know, when we get to 80% fully vaxxed. We're looking at maybe getting there the first of the year or something like that, maybe, but not yet. Now, uh, in the EU, uh, which is great, I mean, 70% of adults in the 27 member countries. However, they're talking about, oh, yeah, we're going to we're gonna maybe relax some of the restrictions, but uh, not, uh, oh, not when it comes to those Americans that are unvaccinated. No way. We are not. We don't want those people in our countries. Okay. And we also have uh, countries like Denmark, Belgium, and Portugal have 80% of the adults vaccinated. But Romania and Bulgaria, yeah, not so much. Those people are not getting vaccinated. We need to do something with uh, Romania or Bulgaria. Maybe we call China. And see if they can give us an idea. You know, maybe we stop in, uh, have China stop into Romania and Bulgaria, drive around a little bit, knock on a few doors. Hello? Are you are you vaccinated? No. And China could take care of it for us. <laughs> oh, it would be great, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be great. <laughs> uh, and just when you think, hey, the Delta variant, Delta variant, Delta variant. Be on the lookout for Delta variant. Uh, We're now monitoring a new coronavirus variant named Moo. (laughs) Okay. Stop it. M-U. Moo. I don't know if it came from cows. I don't know. No, it's M-O-O, Jeff. Oh, okay. M-U is like Mulan. Oh, my gosh. Where did Mulan come from? Oh, my gosh. It's a Mulan variant. I can't believe it. So it's known scientifically as B.1.621. And it's been classified as a variant of interest. <laughs> yeah. The Mulan variant as now classified as a variant of interest. <laughs> so I, the World Health Organization put their put this out in their weekly pandemic bulletin. Why do, am I not on the weekly pandemic bulletin email list? Need to make that happen. So the WHO said, not the band, said that the variant has mutations that indicate a risk of resistance to vaccines and stressed that further studies were needed to better understand it. So let me get this straight. Some of the experts said that once we start getting people vaccinated, that these new variants would come because the mutations of the COVID-19 would say, whoa, hey, there's a vaccine in there and there's a vaccine in them there hills. We need to figure out something. And it does. And it it mutates. (laughs) 
Oh, wait a minute. Is that the name of the variant? It's not Mu, it's Mu? M-U? Could be. I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying what... It's called M-U. Is that Mu? Lon. Or Mu? Somebody get the World Health Organization on the line. When you're done trying to get Alan West on the line... Get the who on the line and let not the band, although I'll talk to the band too, but uh, get the who on the line and find out what the heck is going on. Cause I want to know, is it moo or moo? I don't know. What, what is it? Now we have found out that we may have some new tools to fight against COVID, which is good news. Always good news. We now know that a particular venom from a Brazilian snake uh, has uh, inhibited coronavirus reproduction in monkey cells, which is a first step toward a drug to combat the virus causing COVID-19. So a study that was published in the scientific journal Molecules, wow, I'm, uh, there's two things I don't subscribe to today. I don't get the World Health Organization weekly pandemic bulletin. And I usually, I thought I got all the journals, but I don't get the scientific journal molecules. So this month, uh, the molecule. <laughs> uh, the molecule is produced by the Jararararacusa pit viper. Jararacusu. J-A-R-A-R-A-C-U-S-S-U. Pit viper. Jararacusu. 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 Pit viper. So apparently, uh, it turns this molecule is a peptide or a chain of amino acids that can connect with an enzyme of the coronavirus called. PL Pro. Plo Pro. Wait. Jararakusu. And which is vital to reproduction of the virus without hurting other cells. So that's good. We got to look for the Jararakusu. Jararakusu. Pit Viper to take care of that. And where are we at in the world? I'll tell you where we're at. At a Dairy Queen in Vancouver, a guy came in to order his blizzard, I guess. They didn't say what he wanted, what he had ordered. But uh, the people at. But the people that I don't know if he was there for a COVID shot. He may have been. But he was told to put a mask on from those bastards at Dairy Queen. (laughs) Those those evil people working at Dairy Queen. Hey, we're not going to give you a blizzard unless you put a mask on. Got it? And so he was unhappy, uh, really unhappy with having to wear a mask at the counter of the Dairy Queen. Dude, all I came in for was a blizzard, okay? Don't make me wear a mask, all right? You put on a mask, you're not going to get a blizzard. That's it. So you can watch CCTV footage of him unzipping his pants and urinating all over the counter. And then he zips back up and walks out. That'll teach you. Go ahead. Tell somebody else to put a mask on. Go ahead. I mean... I don't recommend doing that to any place that has a counter. I don't. But then again, what are you doing? 
The guy didn't want to wear a mask. He just wanted a blizzard. Give the man his blizzard and let's move on with your life. And now what are you doing? Huh? Now you're wearing a mask. You're wiping up this guy's urine all over the counter. You probably had to close the store up because the health department wants to see that crap bleached down, even in Vancouver. Okay? They want that stuff bleached down good. I don't care where you're at. Uh, Some guy walks away after urinating on your counter. Probably going to want to have you hose it down a couple of times. Just a thought. And I also saw, uh, this is kind of uh, disturbing news, and I'm not real sure I, I like it, but it's good news for Ireland and disturbing news for the world. Population in Ireland now has reached 5 million. Ha! Huh. I mean, we thought the potato famine took them down, but no, they're back. <laughs> Ireland is back, and this time, they're pissed. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.